Blog Talk Radio. Boxing, 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 boxing. Tune into Outsiders Boxing Podcast, where they only gonna give you the realest talking. Boxing, 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 boxing. Outsiders Boxing Podcast coming to you live. What's good, man? It's the 28th of April. Willa gave me the credentials, got the keys to the car, and I'm about to get in this bitch and start rolling it out real tough. You feel me? So, JP can't be here because he's at the gym until ain't, apparently. That shit kind of happens, man, but as Willa likes always. Hey, man, fuck all that. Fuck all that. We in this bitch, man, and it's really good to be here, man. It's been a while since I got in here. I got, look, I got to edit the show name because I was kind of working in this bitch, but we got a minute or an hour to get this popping. So, um, yeah, man, we live and in effect. Yes, sir. That's right. We live and in effect. I can't believe, man. I'm super happy to be here. I try to get the boys back on this one and we could do a little boxing and, and whatnot, but. NFL draft coming up tomorrow. I'm very hyped, very excited, and um, man, it's good to be back in the, and especially in the captain seat right now. Um, you know, I mean, hey, <laughs> what can I say? It feels good to be in the neighborhood. Um, so I got a, I got a, a few things to do before I get here, but you know, just fuck all that. Let's just go real to the uh, a couple things real quick. It's a little bit different now that. Uh, I'm doing this shit, so I got to make sure with the numbers and all that stuff. I got it right here. We good, we good, we good. So um, let me just take it to my guy real quick and see if this is how it works. I'm over here running the ship, baby. Let me drive the yacht. You know what I'm saying? So um, let's see here. I'm taking it to Willa right now. Willa, can you hear me, brother? I'm in here. I'm in here pressing all kind of buttons and whatnot. Can you hear me? And can I hear you? Let's see. Yo, 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 hey, you unmuted me, man. Hey, appreciate that. Uh, you know, hey, like, you know, the, what's up, man? We in some trouble now. Like letting a little work. kid drive. You know, letting a little kid know how to <laughs> drive, the, drive the boat. You know, we done crashed already. <laughs> Pressing buttons, not needing. But, yeah, man, hey, good to be back out here, man. Glad to be able to, you know, throw you the credentials, let you run it, see how you do it, man. Uh, you know, just a little test drive, dog. I probably changed the password. Later on tonight, man. So you know how that goes. Oh man, it's good to be back, bro. It's been a while since we've been out here. So now, now I got the keys to the car. I might feel like driving all the time. We might have some emergency podcasts and all that stuff, man. But as you can tell, we right here in 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 Casa de RC, and you don't hear baby three crying because my baby don't cry. He reminds me of me when I was little. My mom said I ain't never cried till 
gosh, I can't even remember the last time I cried. Probably after the Super Bowl loss to Kansas City, probably first time, or to Baltimore the first time I cried, to be honest. But, hey, man, how you doing, brother? What's going on? Man, doing good, you know what I'm saying? Uh, out here, just enjoying, you know, this beautiful time of year that it is in uh, Houston, Texas, where, you know, we're getting 78 to about 82 degrees every day, nice and uh, sunny. We're out here, you know, coaching my son's uh, flex football team. And for those who don't know what flex football is, in between flag and tackle football, my little man says he's ready for tackle football, so I decided to put him in some flex. You know, it's everything but tackle. You get to block, get to learn your position, get to learn some technique, get to get ready for the flag without, uh, you know, knocking each other's heads in. Yeah, I've been out here doing that, enjoying it, man, watching boxing, uh, watching, you know, a guy climb. It's my top five, a guy by the name of Jake Paul, you know. <laughs> this guy by the name of Jake Paul climbing into my top five, man, uh, as, as Wilder is sort of fading away into, you know, wherever he is. But he can, you know, make it back with a couple of knockouts pretty easily. Maybe just one knockout is all I need for him to be back. Clarissa Shields, she's on the edge, too. I haven't seen her fight in a long time. Uh, but, you know, my top five, you know, it's, it's looking good. It's feeling good. Canelo's about to fight, you know, the number one guy uh, in in the stable. About to fight pretty soon. About to knock out Billy Ho, and you know we got we got a little bit of boxing going on, man. And you know, as far as football, you know, when, I don't watch things that I played. You know, I played high school football. I don't watch that. I played college football. I don't watch that. You know, I only like to look at things that I haven't done. So we could talk about the draft. I have no idea what's going on. You know. Um, that's it. Yeah, black quarterback needs to go that's, first. That's all. I, that's all I know. That's what I like. I don't know about all that crazy talk though. You talking about Jake Paul's your guy now? Like, when did that happen? <laughs> Jake Paul. Hey, I mean, he's been knocking these fools out left and right, man. Uh oh. Oh, JP ain't on here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm going to save it, 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 I'm going to save it. I'm going to save it. We got to get to Simon. So let's take it to my boy Simon out in the 206. I was trying to get a hold of him today about this. We were talking about some boxing, and he's all football focused right now. And uh, he's been harassing me every single day ever since the Niners had traded up to move into the third pick, the football world up, because we already kind of know who the first two picks are going to be. It really don't matter what the Jets do. You know, the Jets, you know, S-U-C-K, suck, suck, suck. Nobody's worried about the Jets. Niners made a big move, and it could be a cataclysmic uh, career-defining move for Kyle Shanahan and the organization itself because they're trading two draft picks in the first round from the two years following this upcoming um, that they won't be having. So uh, we got some crazy football talk to do. So, I mean, hey, I'm going to take it to Simon and see what's going on. Simon, what's good in the hood, man? They like they gave me the keys to the yacht. They're in trouble now. I got the switchboard. What's up, bro? What's going on, man? Um, you sound very excited, man. Did you just sip an energy drink before you started the show? Man, I I actually got a drink right now. I got a um a little um the aluminum cans like a sixteen ounce of Bud Light. Yeah, I, I keep it drinking lightly now. And I spilt that shit all over my shirt right now. And I got some coming out my nose. I was going to clean when Willow was talking about Jake Paul. 
<laughs> well, it got me spilling my drink talking that crazy talk, man. But, hey, fine. Nonetheless, this is the Outsiders Boxing Podcast, but sometimes we turn into the Outsiders Bo- uh, Sports Network, I'd like to say. And we got crazy football talk coming on, man. But before we get to that, how's everything going in Seattle, bro? You doing all good out there? Uh, yeah, always, man. No complaints, you know. As long as I'm up and breathing, man, you're not going to hear me complain too much, you know. I'm going to talk a lot of shit, but I'm not going to complain too much. (laughs) Right, right. All right, well, shit, man, I think um, we got to get to it right away. I'm going to start it off and and uh, we'll swing it around um, however we see fit. But let's just keep it real. The first pick in the draft is somebody that they said was going to be the first pick in the draft for the last since he was a, a senior in high school, I believe, since a, a freshman at Clemson, 100%. That's the surfer-looking guy that played over at Clemson and got himself uh, some big notoriety from, obviously, his gameplay and all that good stuff, but everyone looks at him like the um, golden boy, you know, bleach blonde hair-looking long surfer dude who's just been the prototypical quarterback of everybody's dreams for, it seems like, the last three years people have been trying to get their hands on him. As we know, tanking in football does not exist like in the NBE, because people, too many people's asses are on the line and the Jets fucked around and won some games that they probably shouldn't have won, which led to getting uh, um, the Jacksonville Jaguars the first pick in the draft. Now, some people think that the draft starts at number two or number three, actually. But there's the quarterbacks that it seems like this is going to be the quarterback draft of, of all time. I mean, we're talking about like probably five going in the first round within the first 10 picks, possibly. So let's break it down real quick. We got Trevor Lawrence obviously going number one. Number two has been getting big hype, the kid Zach Wilson. I couldn't tell you anything about him. i never seen a kid play. He just get this hype. We, there's always somebody we get this hype coming from where he reminds you of somebody, throws the ball like somebody, all that nonsense. And uh, he's getting compared to as uh, – a young Aaron Rodgers-looking gunslinger and all that stuff. So hopefully the Jets buy into that shit and take him at number two. That's what it seems like. It seems like it's all but penciled in ink that that's going to be the guy. So they say the drive starts at number three with San Francisco. And Justin Fields was considered by general consensus the number two quarterback behind Trevor Lawrence. Now all of a sudden that's changed. I guess for whatever reason, uh, Justin Fields making it to the national championship game uh, got his stock dropped a little bit. He had a crazy game against Clemson in which he beat Trevor Lawrence, um, playing with, um, you know, busted ribs and all that stuff and had himself a hell of a game. If you look at the highlights of that game, I told time the day after, or, or I don't know if it was the day after or during the game, but, I mean, you see the kid throw the ball in the air. He got a moon ball like the boy that plays out there in Seattle, Russell Wilson. Um, got himself a deep ball. Athleticism looks like a baby Cam Newton, as I called him. Got all the tools in the box. Checks all the marks. But all of a sudden, the kid who won the national championship against Justin Fields, being Mac Jones, the guy nobody was talking about until all of a sudden. He looks like um, he looks like just a regular guy, a high school quarterback. But, you know, apparently he's some sort of, you know, phenom and natural, I mean, uh, just, you know, so accurate that you can't miss him. And all of a sudden, he jumped up out of nowhere into the, the number three pick um, by a lot of people. I, I, I can't coincide with that. But um, it's seeming like that's going to be a pick from a lot of people. You've got um, Chris Sims' close friend, I guess, of Kyle Shanahan, 
saying that, you know, that's going to be the guy and he knows him better than anybody because they played football together at Texas or some shit like that. Beats me. I couldn't tell you. Um, but I do know one thing. Kyle Shanahan is absolutely insane out of his mind. As a 49er fan myself, everyone loves him. Me, on the other hand, some days I do, some days I don't. Um, a little bit too much uh, power for my liking. And this man is uh, absolutely insane. Uh, a little quick story about that insanity goes to say that during practices, Kyle Shanahan grabs the football from the quarterback. Willie, you play quarterback. How would you feel about this if the, co- if the coach said, no, give me the ball. I'm going to show you how he run the play, boy. And he's going to throw the ball and try to, you know, pretend that he's the quarterback or something like that. Now, that's absolutely insane. Maybe that's why Tom Brady didn't come to San Francisco. I don't think a coach is going to stop practice, take the ball from Tom Brady and say, this is how you're going to run the play in my offense, in my system, if not kick rocks. I don't think it happens like that. Um, but that, it seems like the guy, Mac Jones, that they're talking about being number three just got listed from uh, I can't remember the act the the, the um, site that had put it out today, but he was ranked like number forty um, in all players combined this year's draft. So you're ranked number forty by this, but you're expected to go number three. Something don't make sense. And then you got <clears throat> Trey Lance, kid from Delaware State. Um, they're a juggernaut over there in D two. Nonetheless, is D two. You don't know how D2 guys come out if they're not playing top-level competition. How the fuck they're going to come into the NFL and, and do something? But we've seen guys like Joe Flacco coming from D2 have success. We've seen Carson Wentz have success before his injury also coming from D2 at Delaware State. So you never really know what you're going to get, like Forrest Gump's box of chocolates, I guess. Uh, a whole lot of smoke for a month straight since the Niners made a trade. And I've been getting harassed every day, like I said. And I'm going to go live tomorrow. I'm going live at RC Press on Instagram. I'm going live for my draft reaction. And I better hope, I hope, I hope that Kyle Shanahan gets it right. I have a preference for sure. But I also think that it's a win-win situation to a certain extent. So I'm looking forward to seeing this draft uh, unfold. Um, well, I'm going to take it to sign first because, He's been he has an interesting theory about this. I don't know how far he's willing to go into it, but I'd like to get his take on what he thinks will happen tomorrow um when the Niners co- come to the clock at three. So Simon, I think the draft starts at three for me and you. We got uh we got Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson pretty much penciled in at one and two, I believe. So we're locking steady with that one. Um the but the third pick in the draft, I say I've had a source that I'll keep nameless at this particular point in time for for its own reasons, say that he has a source that's been dead on for the last two years, all things involving the San Francisco 49ers. And that said to be anonymous source says Justin Fields, quarterback from Ohio state is coming out. Kyle Shanahan had him do a second tryout and, you know, had a nice cup of coffee with the kid and it seemed all smiles and handshakes. Take that for what it is. But some people are thinking that he's looking for the the quarterback he talked about like Kirk Cousins or the quarterback he talked about uh, like a Matt Ryan that he had in Atlanta. You know, not a a stiff blockhead, but a guy who's going to run the system, got enough mobility to get away, 
process, all that bullshit that they like to say those code words, and it seems like Matt Jones fits that for some people. But there's still Trey Lance, also, athletic guy. He's got more runs than passes on his mixtape. I don't like that. I know some people don't like that neither. I don't really care for guys coming out of D2, to be honest with you, I, especially at quarterback at this level. I don't know about that. Um, but I will say one thing. Trey Lance does have the look to be a, a Patrick Mahomes with a diet stamp on it. Kind of got the same look on him. I can see the marketability on there. But anyway, son, number three tomorrow is when the draft starts. I'm going to be going live, and I'm going to give a big reaction, and I ain't ducking nobody because I already know what's going to happen. What do you think is going to happen tomorrow when the draft starts? Uh, well, you know, obviously I think number one and two is, you know, pretty stamped in as what we're, what's going to happen. And, uh, you know, before I get into, into that deeper, you know, I, I heard, you know, Willa mention about, you know, the draft and not, you know, like basically how he doesn't pay attention to college football and college basketball that much during the season. I'm the same yeah. way. I was really big into college football and college basketball in like the 2000s, but then um, for college basketball, it was a thing that kind of became watered down to me because more guys were just one and done or whatever and and all that. And then even before the one and done rule, the high school, you know, the high schoolers were going straight to the pros, which is, you know, that's on them. I mean, I'm not mad at that. But it was watering down college basketball, where in the ni- like late '90s and 2000s, when I started watching it, guys were staying two, three, four years. You know, the Tim Duncan's and guys like that. So you got to watch them for multiple years, and then and then graduate into the pros. So the the level of competition was really really high. You know, you could see guys play and say, okay, yeah, he's definitely going to be a pro. It's different now. You can see a lot, even in, you know, when I start watching it, which is like March Madness, you'll you'll watch the games, and the games will be good or whatever, but you could tell that one, maybe two of the guys are actually going to be a pro, you know, like in the NBA. And so you could just see the skill level is not quite at that level. So, but it's still entertaining mm-hmm. in that, you know, in the tournament and stuff. But, and then with college football, you know, um, like I said, I used to be into it, but and then it just seemed as like once as years went by, the SEC, you know, kind of just took over college football. Even though there's multiple, you know, still all the big conferences, it just seemed like the SEC kind of just took over, you know. And the ACC, you know, does good, pretty good too, but it just seems like it's too it's too monopolized, you know. And back in the 2000s and the and all that it wasn't monopolized to this level, you know? You would still get a lot of Pac-10 teams. Well, it was Pac-10 at the time. Now it's Pac-12. And teams like that and, and, and in other conferences like the Big 12 that actually had a good chance of winning the, you know, national championship, you know? And now it's like, you know, there's a good chance you might see two SEC teams in the championship game, you know? Or definitely one. So it's like, it's just... To my to my liking, it's a little bit too monopolized. So, you know, I'll, I'll just wait till the playoff to get to get started. So, mm-hmm. yeah. But when it comes to the draft, though, you know, I'm, I'm, this year was a year for me that became more intriguing for two reasons. Number one, uh, 
There were a lot of rumors about a quarterback for the team I root for up here potentially being traded. So when that happened, I started getting interested because I was like, oh, if this is going to happen, uh, let me find out about some of these guys who potentially we might trade for. You know what I mean? Because if he was going to get traded, it was probably going to be for one of these quarterbacks, right? And then probably multiple other players. So I just got more into it, paying attention, and then it kind of died down. It looked like, obviously, it looks like he's going to stay here now. But at one point, it seemed like Russell Wilson might get traded. So, so then, you know, your team, which happens to be the 49ers, who's in the same division, is a rivalry of ours, all of a sudden pulled off this crazy trade. And, you know, uh, when it happened, I was like, wow. And then as I started oh, sitting on, back you, and thinking wanna, about wanna, it. Hold on. Do you want to you wanna break down why you say crazy trade, though? Because some people who might not be so into football be like, well, why is it a crazy trade? Well, the reason why it's a crazy trade is because usually people that move up gave up, gave up the type of amount of picks that San Francisco did to move up they usually move up to either number one or number two, not number three. Because at that point, you're, you're, you're not in control of the situation, you know, to make it simple, where you're getting the, essentially the, the, the third or fourth best option in a lot of ways, you know. Usually they move up to one or two, and then they, can, they get the pick of the litter, you know what I mean, of what they want. You know, whether it's, you know, uh, uh, a defensive player going number one so they know that they get to pick up the quarterback at number two, or there's two elite quarterbacks, and but they the, the number one guy, uh, they're not, you know, they're fine with not getting him, and there's another guy at number two. You know what I mean? So usually people don't move up to number three knowing that two quarterbacks are also going to get picked one and two. That's why. Then – it also comes down to uh, what I believe is going to happen tomorrow night and also what a lot of people believe is going to happen tomorrow night is that they are going to draft Mac Jones at Alabama, who by most is considered the fifth best quarterback in this draft. So you moved up to number three to get the fifth best quarterback. So people are sitting back wondering – you know, what's going on here. I have a pretty good idea on what's going on here. I'm going to keep that to myself. What I, but hmm. what I will say is, is that, you know, Kyle Shanahan has a type. It's been proven. I mean, it's been pretty clear what his type like, is, you know. Like a pocket and passer or a quarterback? A quarterback. Uh, you know, just – you know, if you just know, like, for example, um, back when the draft with Andrew Luck and Russell Wilson and and, and, and RG3 and all them, that draft, uh, Kyle Shanahan and his dad preferred Kirk Cousins over Robert Griffin. Uh, a few years ago, um, they passed on uh, Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes in the same draft. Now you got a situation where um, Justin Fields and Trey Lance are considered higher prospects by most, 
but it looks like Mike Jones is going to be the guy. And I believe he's going to be the guy. I think my opinion from the little I know from what I've been paying attention to since this draft, as this draft gotten closer and what I've seen of the little I've seen of these guys, to me, I, I would, I think Justin Fields should be going number two, not Zach Wilson. But if Zach Wilson is going number two, I think Justin Fields should be the one going number three. And after that, you know, I think there's some debate. I think you could debate whether it's Lance or Jones, but most people think it's Lance over Jones. But um, so so far, RC, is there anything I'm missing out on? Is there anything you got? You feel like you need to chime in on, or have I explained everything pretty clear so far? Well, I don't know about uh, this type that you're talking about. I would like to figure out what type it is you're talking about because it sounds like you're getting at something that you ain't really getting to, get to say the rest of. I'm not even talking about that part. I'm talking more so about how I explained how they traded up. Did I explain the trading up part where oh, why people, a lot of people think they're crazy? Absolutely. A lot of people are thinking – well, you know, when people aren't thinking like the norm, they're thinking of the, the people who aren't looking at the norm being the crazy ones. So, but you did break it down right because they moved up from 12 to number three. And to move up from 12 to three, they mortgaged pretty much their future that could put them back possibly with set them back five years or maybe even longer if you make the wrong move. And it's going to dig a big hole for you to climb out of that you dug yourself in. Yeah, they swapped this year's this year's number one pick, which is twelve, for Miami's number one pick, which is three, and then they also gave up another two first round picks next year and the year after that, and a third round pick. So that's the that's the complete deal. So it's one of those type of deals where they cannot miss on this quarterback. You know, they're obviously going for it. You know. They think they're they're a Super Bowl contender. Okay, I respect that, you know. But also, it's one of those things where you can't miss on the quarterback. He's got to be the right guy. And if y'all make the, make the right pick, then you guys are back in the mix. Because in reality, San Francisco is only in this position because of injuries. If you look at Jacksonville and New York, they're actually bad teams that – actually earn their way to those picks as far as with their mediocrity. With San Francisco, they had a lot of different situations going on. They didn't make the playoffs, and then they they traded up to number three. But they're not really the third worst team in football. They're actually a team that's closer to one of the best teams in football, but they just need a quarterback because, like I've always felt, I made my opinions very clear. I've never been a fan of Jimmy G, you know, it took RC a long time to finally admit it, but I was right from the day one. He's all right, but you know, you got you got to you got to be more than all right to really, you know, uh, be a franchise quarterback. And he's not a franchise quarterback. He can't stay healthy, and he's turnover prone. Those are two issues that, you know, they obviously can't don't want to deal with no more. So they're making this move to get the quarterback. And what's funny, though, is your boy, R.C., Shay Shay, or Uncle Shay Shay, he believes it's going to be Mac Jones, too. And one thing we know about uh, your boy Shay Shay, 
he got that connection. His coach for the Denver Broncos is Kyle Shanahan's father, Mike Shanahan. So I'm pretty sure he's got some type of source in that situation. Uh, Just saying. Connecting the dots. I mean, you you make some sort of a good point, I guess, uh, where you're going with all this. Um, Before you finish up with that, I'll I'll switch it to Willa so he can chime in on this. Um, Willa, first of all, nobody's worried about Shannon Sharp. Um, But as far as all the other stuff, you know enough about football to know where San Francisco's at right now because they would have been giving your Houston Texans all those draft picks if somebody – um, somebody who plays quarterback for the Texans was able to act like a normal human being and wouldn't be doing some out-of-pocket <laughs> some out-of-pocket stuff. Um, but with all that said, uh, two first-round picks, including this year's, and it looks like Jimmy G might not even be on the roster by Sunday. Does it sound like it's a, a, a crazy move, or is it something that you would consider doing if you were in the same position as Kyle Shanahan moving with the 49ers front office? Well, I know these guys are are ready to win now. I think I think they feel they got a defense. I think I think they feel they're just a quarterback away. Um, you know, like I said, all I know is you know I don't really watch those guys. I watch Mac Jones. I watch uh, Fields. You know, they they say a lot that uh, a lot about the Ohio State quarterbacks and how they usually aren't any good. And I think the same goes for. Alabama quarterbacks. I'm not sure of any Alabama quarterbacks that go to the league and wreck. Um, right. Tua, <laughs> That's where I'm yeah, at. Yeah, Tua ain't doing nothing. Hurt, uh, hurt ain't doing nothing. But those are la- those are latest two. So we don't. I'm not. You know, they're both. They both. Uh, you know, the jury's still open on them. But um, yeah, man. Like I said, I don't know how good these are. I saw Fields going there, stink it up in in the final game, uh, and. That other yeah, guy, he was just throwing it to a wide open. Yeah, he was just throwing it to a wide open receiver. Um, so yeah, I'm not sure, man. I don't know what. I know they wanted to get uh, Watson, but he was too busy, you know, pre coming on his stomach and doing all this weird stuff. So I'm not sure. Uh, I'm not sure what. Yeah, like I said, I don't watch college football, man. So my opinion isn't really isn't really relevant right here. I have no idea what's going on in the draft. I'll see him when they get there, and I'll uh, down talk him because he's a San Francisco 49er quarterback. <laughs> well, I mean, shit, man. I didn't expect that that uh, pre-cum talking nothing like that. That was real. Little... Nonetheless, I get what you're saying, and I think that it took me long enough to figure out Jimmy G just has a tough time staying healthy, and, uh, you know, availability is something big. Uh, availability is um, one of the biggest things that you could probably have as a necessity for a quarterback, leader of the locker room, uh, for a Super Bowl-ready team, which it appears to be in San Francisco is, you know, given all all the factors of being healthy and all that stuff that goes into it. Um, I don't believe what Simon's saying. I think Simon's absolutely nuts, just like my coach Kyle Shanahan. Therefore, I wouldn't be surprised if he goes completely left field. And, and something like that. But if you were to ask me, I think that um, Kyle Shanahan and San Francisco John Lynch have been very 
hush hush when it comes to leaks coming out. And uh, I think that all of a sudden we got all these leaks coming out about Mac Jones being the guy and all this and that. I, I just I'm having a hard time believing it. Um, like Willis said just now, he's the, the guy was just throwing the wide open guys. You got the best offensive line in foot in college football, Najee Harris. Um, I heard uh, Mark Schler say something real really good about um, players from Alabama. When you're that good and you're not being pushed back, you're pushing forward, dominating every week. How much are you sharpening on your technique? Um, I mean that 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 goes without saying for how good Alabama has been, so or how good they've been and and they've been dominating for a long time. But uh, it makes you think just a little bit, I'd say, especially when it comes to Alabama quarterbacks, because I think about AJ McCarron and things like that. That's what Mag Jones reminds me of. So I'm gonna go first here. And I'm going to say who I think the Niners will pick and why. And I think Roger Goodell will come out and say, with the third pick in the NFL draft, the San Francisco 49ers select. Justin Fields, quarterback out of Ohio State. You know why? Because Kyle Shanahan wants somebody who is going to be dynamic, hybrid style with his offense, get the ball downfield, unlike Jimmy G. Like I said, the moon ball he has, he can put it downfield and very accurate. We've seen him throw some bombs, even though the pro days don't mean nothing to me. But I've seen enough of the tape from Justin Fields. I know he got beat out by Aaron Brom over at uh, Georgia, but there's a reason why Georgia has always been the team to never get over the hump. I'm talking about going back, you know, when they had Matt Stafford and they were the prohibited favorite to win the national championship when the BCS era still existed. They had no Sean Moreno on the backfield, TJ Gatrell at wide receiver, Muhammad Massaquah, AJ Green, and, you know, Leonard Pope at tight end. They had everything. Still couldn't get over it. Thomas Davis, who is a Hall of Famer, um, they had everything. But Georgia always makes a Georgia mistake. We've seen that in the national championship when Tua Tung of Iloa came in in the second half because Jalen Hurts was thinking it up and won the game. And we've seen Georgia just, you know, Georgia joined the Atlanta Falcons is blowing leads and shit like that. It's funny. They're both, you know, from the same area, but I think Justin Fields, all bullshit aside, he is um, called baby cam athletic freak, strong arm runs fast West coast system. And like I said, um, when I've seen him in the, in the playoffs, when he got his ribs cracked and still played through it, kids, you know, kids, a tough guy. Um, I've seen that he, a recent report he put out about him dealing with epilepsy. Um, And, um, you know, so mental toughness goes along with physical toughness. Um, I just think that Shanahan's going to go with somebody who he said he's looking for Drew Brees, who moves like Lamar Jackson. And I think that he's not a finished product, and he definitely has some, um, some work to do. He has some polishing up to do. Not all these these quarterbacks are not all perfect. None of them. But what the fuck do these guys get paid big bucks for, man? These guys get paid big bucks, and I'm talking about head coaches, offensive coordinators, quarterback coaches, all that shit. These guys get paid to coach them up. And if you're the quarterback whisperer and you could sharpen them up so much so to where you add that element to the game, to the physical traits and God-given talent that these guys have, throw that shit in the pot, Turn them sideways and stick them straight up the NFL's ass, man. So I think it's going to be Justin Fields. And that's what a close source 
that I know from around this area says it's going to be. So I know some people that got the Fields jerseys already custom made and they're ready to um, to celebrate and pop some bottles. I don't know how much I'm going to be celebrating popping bottles, but I will be celebrating if it is Justin Fields because I believe that this kid is the most talented quarterback in this year's draft, even over Trevor Lawrence. Simon, if you had to make a selection of who you think the pick will be, and I'll count you down to the NFL ticker, who do you think it would be coming up now? Uh, the San Francisco 49ers select Mac Jones, Alabama. That's who it's going to be. You said you think it's going to happen with Justin Fields, who I think should be the pick. I just said that earlier. I'm on the record. I know it's going to be Mac Jones tomorrow. I've already stated why. I told you the profile. I told you the profile of the type of quarterback he likes. And, hey, at the end of the day, he's the head coach. He's got the control of the team. He could do whatever the hell he wants. But it also needs to be stated that he's got a certain profile, and if you don't fit that profile, he's not going to pick you, you know. And when I say that, I say that, yeah, he's got the – he's well, he's not the – he's not the GM, GM, like the, the title. But he, he's got he final say, basically. Like, yeah, he's got – it's like, Pete, you know, Pete Carroll and the Seahawks, like, we have a GM, but, like, Pete Carroll has final say. Like, he can't make a decision without running it by Pete Carroll first. You get what I'm saying, Willa? It's only, th- only three or four teams in the NFL got that. It's Seattle, oh, Willa, oh, Willa knows. San Francisco. Willa knows because Bill O'Brien used to do that at Houston. Oh, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Like how Houston had. No, he yeah. was both though. But, but we didn't have a GM. Yeah. He was a GM. Oh, you, oh, you didn't have a GM. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah that's with, right. With uh, with with uh, like with Seattle and with San Francisco, um, it's that's the way they do it. You know, um, Belichick. He like the he's like Bill O'Brien, where he's like the coach and GM. But, um, so yeah, basically, it, it's going to be Kyle Shanahan's decision. Uh. I heard John Lynch even said that. He said um, it's going to be uh, Kyle Shanahan. So that's why I say, you know, we we know his profile. You know, and like I said, I, it's, it's this is just my opinion, and it's only based at the quarterback position. I don't believe his profile is as uh, defined when it comes to other positions in football, but when it comes to the quarterback position, in my opinion, his track record speaks for itself. I mentioned it earlier, Kirk Cousins over Robert Griffin. Uh, pass on Deshaun Watson, Patrick Mahomes, and then now we'll see tomorrow. we got less than 24 hours. But in my opinion, he'll take Mac Jones over Justin Fields and Trey Lance. So, hey, good luck with that. We'll see what happens. But – but oh, my man. opinion, it's I don't gonna, know about that. It's going to be Mac Jones. I don't know about that because Mac Jones, it, it don't make no damn sense. Because if Mac Jones don't get picked at three, he's going to slip into the third fucking round. So Kyle Shanahan might need to get fired immediately if he drafts Mac Jones. I'm just saying, dude. You're that was a little. I mean, I get what you're trying to say, but that was a little. You know, you don't have to throw some salt and pepper on it, bro. Come on, if, if he doesn't go number three, he's not going in the third round. 
he might go middle of the first round or maybe late first round. But come on, he's not going to go all the way to the third. Bro, I round. think it was all pro because... focus football. <laughs> they they ranked him the 40th best player in this year's draft. 40th. Well, I don't pay attention to that stuff because they they make up fake stats like big time throws and weird stuff like that. I don't need to I don't need to read that type of stuff to know how somebody's playing quarterback. Big time throws and air distance. Like man, I don't, what, where did these stats come from? You know, when growing up, you know what a goddamn big time throw is. No, no. When we talk, when we talk quarterback play, it's always been the same thing. Do you convert third downs consistently? Do you not turn the ball over? Are you accurate? You know, things like that. Simple. All of a sudden, they're throwing all these random stats, air distance and big time throws. Get out of here with that. I ain't listen to that at all. So uh, I'm just telling you right now, bro, it's going to be Mac Jones tomorrow, and I'll be proven right. You know, uh, I've been telling you yeah, this you know, behind the scenes. Yeah, I'm glad we got you on record. Because behind the scenes, you know, I've been telling you this for a while about – I've been telling you, and you can vouch for me on this, even before they made this trade, I had told you, Kyle Shanahan has a certain type of quarterback he likes and only likes. Well, and you what, thought what I was that crazy. What do you, you hear what this guy's saying? What, what, what are you talking about, certain kind of quarterback? I'm confused. I, I already explained. But then, luckily for me, the crazy man decided to trade up. So now we get to see for ourselves <laughs> because you're, he's going to be able to choose his quarterback. This is his choice. He's going to be able to say – I want this guy to be the leader of my team moving forward. So, and then it'll be it'll be. So are you saying that then you can't? Are you saying well, it was that they wouldn't have got Deshaun Watson? No, he no. It's a fact he passed on. Am I lying, RC? Did he pass up on Mahomes and Deshaun Watson in the same draft? Yes. Yes. Well, you no. I mean, because... do you think they would have? No. Yeah, I understand that. Yeah, I, I, he he. Yeah, he passed up on him, but. You know, it was, a, it was a rumor that, you know, they were looking at getting him because, you know, he didn't want to be playing out here anymore. So you think that was all fake? What? Oh, no, it's talking about the that, Deshaun Watson. That, I mean, that the 49ers were trying to, they're, they're trying to get Deshaun Watson from the Texans. No, that's probably not fake because at the end of the day, um, those guys, I mean, at the end of the day, they're, they're finished products now, you know? And – you know, like, it might not, quote, unquote, fit his profile from the jump, but they, you know, they can't. This is the thing. Once they say beggars can't be choosers, if you don't have a quarterback, all of a sudden you can't start uh, picking and choosing when Deshaun Watson becomes available. If you know what I mean, Willa? You know what I mean? But that may not be the, the prototypical type quarterback he likes, but he's so damn good, all right, we'll make it work. You know what I mean? This is all these codes you talk about prototypical shit. I heard that. You got to t- change the tone in your voice. You using I'm code just saying. Talk. I heard. I, I, the way I look at it, the way I look at it is this: Was Deshaun Watson a straight baller in college? Yes or no? Absolutely. Yes. Yeah, harder baller I than uh, Mac Jones. Yeah. yeah. I thought he should have went. I thought he should have went. You know, one, one or two. You know, up there. He, he slipped all the way, to, I think, to 10. 
the way I look at it is this. Okay, let's say all this stuff didn't happen with Deshaun and the 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 fifty the fifty plus massage therapist or whatever going on, right? <laughs> so he ends up getting Pretty traded, dope. right? And then let's say and let's say the forty ers trade for him. Come on. Okay, please. that's cool. You end up with Deshaun Watson. But the way I, I don't look at it that way. I look at the way you allocate your assets. All right. So you would have gave up probably what, three or four draft picks, five, six, whatever, for Deshaun Watson. You're talking about a, a young quarterback in his prime elite, you know, when you could have just drafted him. That's a bad allocation of assets, you know? That's my problem. Don't put that on Kyle Shanahan. Kyle Shanahan was on record saying to a Bay Area reporter that John Lynch was in charge of that draft. Not Kyle Shanahan. So John Lynch, you blame John Lynch for that. Don't blame Kyle Shanahan for that. I mean, he's throwing him under the bus, man. You know, damage control. But my, but really, like, but yeah. that's up for debate. That that whatever, you know. But the point of the matter is, is it would be different if they passed on just Watson or just Mahomes. They passed on Deshaun Watson and Mahomes in the same draft. That's unacceptable. You know, but you pass, think about it. They they passed up on those two, but they're trading up for Mac Jones. <laughs> you don't know that. that. You, you don't know that. You can't say that. That is crazy talk. How does that make, bro, no how does that make any sense? But, bro, you, ain't got no you understand. The, like, the likelihood, look, look, I wish all these guys good luck. Hopefully they'll be good. But the likelihood that, any of these guys in the draft tomorrow is going to be as good as Deshaun or Mahomes is, is, is unlikely, you know, because of how good they already are. So you're trading, even if, even if he was trading up, even if he was trading up for Fields or Lance, right, you didn't have to trade up for Deshaun or Mahomes. You could have just drafted them. But you passed on both of them. And now mm-hmm. you're going to trade up for Mac Jones. That's the point. I'm yeah, I, I hear you. JP's with us right now. I'm going to bring him in right now and see what's going on because you're over here talking in codes and all that shit, man. JP, you hear this guy. you over here talking in quotations and all that. Um, JP, first and foremost, what's good with you, my brother? How you doing? And um, right now we're really much just talking about, I guess Simon says that this, uh, the 49ers head coach has a certain profile and all these weird words about who they're going to draft. Have you been listening to this? Yeah, man, and typical sign, Vince Rodden won't say it with his chest. You know, if, <laughs> if I had the theory, I'd just say the shit with my chest, you know, because everybody can hear what you're alluding to, my brother. Let it out. Say uh-huh. it with your chest, please. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but, oh, man, yeah. happy to be on with y'all, man. Miss, miss. Uh, grinding you motherfuckers, grinding y'all down like a salt and pepper every every time we get on here. So um, yeah, man. Uh, I don't know much. I wanted to know what I'm. I'm getting educated too. So I wanted to know like what team who was playing quarterback for Kyle Shanahan when he passed on Mahomes. Time. I think they had barely. Uh, I think that. I think that was the year Solomon Thomas was drafted. He's on your Raiders right now. I think that was the year they traded for Jimmy later in the year. So 
the quarterback wasn't really established at that time. So, but it wasn't. His yeah, team. they I didn't mean, have a quarterback, <laughs> and that's my point. They didn't have a quarterback. I mean, they was, passed on both of them. If they knew they were going to get Jimmy, Jimmy had the fucking Belichick stamp of approval on him, which at the time couldn't true. be. You know, you couldn't get a you couldn't get a better stamp. I get it. I get it. No, but you know they didn't I mean? know they were getting Jimmy G, bro. That's the thing. They didn't trade for Jimmy G until the very next season, midseason, right? This is the draft before the season starts. So there's no way they would have known that they were getting Jimmy G because you would have went, right. went into the season with Jimmy G as a starter well, from day well, one. So, you get what I'm saying? No, it was the, well, it yeah. was the same year, but ultimately, you, know, you never know. I agree with Sime, though. I mean, obviously – you know, Watson, dude, Watson was a straight baller probably, you know, from the same cloth as Tim Tebow and Cam Newton. Um, you know, them godlike figures at the quarterback position in college. And he didn't get a fair shake, man. And so we also see the smear campaign continuing with him, with him uh, allegedly sexually harassing or abusing 50-plus Asian massage therapists, which, you know, is, sounds, sounds asinine. So. You know, man, it could be a clear agenda. I, I hate to take that road, and we all get shamed. And I, and that's why Sign probably, you know, not getting out there saying it with his chest because people shame you for this. You know, they shame you for this narrative that we know is fucking blatantly clear. Um, we know the, the agenda of the NFL, and probably well should be. Let me tell you something. If I was uh, Roger Goodell and the other 32 owners – you think I don't want most of my quarterbacks white? Because most of the fans white. <laughs> it's business, man. It's business now. We we got to appease the goddamn customer. I don't oh, care no. what you're doing. You got to take care of your customer, man. So uh, it, it's not the craziest thing in the world if you're being objective. <laughs> Here we go. Hey. I will, I will, I will, I will. What about black on black crime? Where's the white women at? All white people ain't bad. That ain't me. That boy RP acting no good, dog. That boy RP dropping food train. Come on, RC. Oh man! <laughs> oh no, Willa! Willa got two. He got a. I don't know how he got to switch to my goddamn keyboard. I thought I'm the only one logged in right now, but I hear you, JP. Because I'm. I I I always like how you said. I want my quarterback to look like Tom Brady, and that shit goes a long way in this league. Now Kyle Shanahan. Let's not forget. So I'm acting like 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 Kyle Shanahan never coached a brother at quarterback. You forget he coached RG three to the rookie of the year. Back in Washington, time. yeah, so, but he didn't uh, want it. But it's, it's documented. No, but no, he killed RG three in his rookie year. He killed him. No, but tell the story. Tell, tell what happened. Tell the real story, RC. Yeah, he coached him, but him and his dad—that's not who they wanted. The owner traded up for Robert Griffin. They wanted Kirk Cousins. It's all documented. It's all reported. You can go look at go look it up yourself. Well. So, and this yeah, nigga had a good RG3 job with him. Out there. RG3 had a wood leg out that motherfucker. They were still running his ass. 
Those men, he played the Hawks, man. I don't know what they were thinking, putting them out there in a playoff game against the Seahawks back then. I mean, you already knew that was going to happen, but, uh, you know, uh, but yeah, man, I mean, um, you know, as far as like the saying with the chest and all that, you know, one thing about me is, you know, I don't bite yeah, my tongue, but I also want to make sure my proclamations and everything come to fruition before I talk, you know, I talk my shit, which I'm going to do, which I always do. But I said, we're less than 24 hours away. It's just got to come through the way I think it's going to come through. I'm on record. I have been told uh, RC multiple times behind the scene. I'm willing to die on the hill that it's going to be Mac Jones tomorrow at number three. And we'll see. If I'm wrong, I'm not going to disappear. I'm not going to duck. I'll, I'll happily admit I'm wrong. But I have no doubt in my mind I will not be wrong. And let me jump in real quick, guys. And Simon, I'm with you here. But when we when we do this, I like to be thorough in my thinking, right? And that said, I mean, like, let, let's talk about one of the elephants in the room. A head coach um, wrong for saying, you know what? I don't want a guy who can be dependent on his legs. Matter of fact, let's take it even a stretch further. Would I, if I were a head, a head coach and I said. I don't want an athletic quarterback. I don't want one. Here's my reasons why. Um, I can say because if, if a guy has athletics, God damn it, he's going to use it. Now, to that argument, of course, anyone would say, why would you want a person with less tools in the bag? Of course, right? But I could say because if a person has less tools, they have to rely more heavily on what they do have. So if Kyle Shanahan came out and said, I don't like fast quarterbacks, I don't like athletic quarterbacks, is that wrong? Would he get killed in the media for saying that? No, not at all. Hey, because, you know, I came up with my own term, real quarterback, RQB. And I've always said, you know, people talk about Lamar or a lot of other guys, and I've, and I've said, I like Lamar and all that, but he is not going to be able to rush his way to a Super Bowl title or a Super Bowl MVP. Super Bowls at the quarterback position, unless you're – it's one of those teams that is built on a defense and a running game and all that, and all the, all the quarterback has to do is manage the game. If you, gotta have, if you have a quarterback and the team is built around him and you're an elite team, if you plan on winning the Super Bowl, the, the, it's been proven for years and years and years, Super Bowls are won in the pocket. Park, uh, precision, pocket, passing. So I'm good with that. But there's a point to where, you know, there's a point to where it's like, okay, if this guy's mobile, because I get some of it is like you don't want a guy running too much because he could get hurt and then his career's over, right? But then it's like, okay, Robert Griffin coming out of college was way more talented than Kirk Cousins. Way more. There's a point where the talent gap is so much how did you like Kirk Cousins over Robert Griffin? You know? And I know people are going to say, well, Robert Griffin, where is he at now? Well, he got hurt. But we're just talking about the prospect at the time. He was a way higher prospect. I think you're talking talented. about a, a lot of – I think you're talking about athleticism with that. I think you're talking about all the things we can see. But let's talk about another elephant in the room and get the coon train clip coming. My, my point is this. Patrick Mahomes ain't athletic. Let's make that clear. He'll, you know, my, my scramble point. a little bit. He's a That's he's actually point. a pocket like Mahomes is actually a pack a pocket passer 
with a crazy strong arm who's also accurate. Because a lot of guys that got strong arms aren't accurate. And a lot of guys that are accurate don't got strong arms. He got both. And he only scrambles when the pocket collapses. So my point is, how, and then we know about Deshaun. Now, Deshaun was running around a lot, especially in college. He's gotten better in the pocket. He's more of a pocket passer now. But you're talking about a guy that almost beat Alabama one year, came back the next year, and then beat Alabama. Like, how do you pass on both of those guys in the same draft? That, that's, that, nobody can explain that to me. So, so here's right, my thing. Right. Well, fellas, well, hold up, JP, I'm sorry, brother. We got, what, the, the time is clicking on us right now. You came in a little late. I don't want to get us cut off. So this is going to be a preview. Now that I got the keys to the yacht, we're going to come back here whether after the draft tomorrow, whatever whatever time works for you guys. If we do Friday, that's fine. Um, that don't matter. But we're coming back here, and we're going to be coming back a lot more often. But I'm going to have to close out right now. We're on 50 seconds coming up, and I don't want to get cut off. So just a little preview, fellas. This is my first time, first time driving the boat. Give me the keys to the yacht, and I'm going to get it popping. But, hey, this is the preview of what we got going on for what's happening tomorrow, and we're going to end the show right here. And I want to say thank you, Willa, for giving me the keys. Sime, JP, we're going to have to come back to this one, though, man. I'm telling you, it, it, um, it's got to cut. It's going to cut. It's going to cut. And I'm telling you, tomorrow it's going down. Sime, your theory is dog water. Willa, you're a good man. JP, you're a better brother than I, than that. So uh, I want to let you guys know that it's going down tomorrow. We're coming back. I hope this shit sounds right. I'm going to try and edit the show as best as I can. As best I can. And we're going to come back. Ten seconds. Outside of Boxing Podcast Sports Network. We out.